Hello, and welcome to Heaven's Point of View with BJ. We pray that you are blessed by today's program. And now, here's BJ. Last week, we talked about um, forgiveness, and I kind of shared mainly my testimony um, last week, you know, about how God had required me to forgive as he does all of us and so um today i'm gonna hit part two of that and we're going to be talking about um my favorite character in the bible joseph joseph my middle name is joe and um so i love the character joseph i just do i'm gonna have a guest on if we can get to work this time, and so I'm going to ask my sister to come on and join me. Hey! Did it work? Yes, it worked. It worked. So, I can hear myself in your background. Okay, I can remedy that. It might take me a moment to do that, but I need to get my earphones, okay? So. I'm just going to sit the phone down, okay. if that's okay. So, we have um, Minister Deborah Wilson joining us today. Our um, thing is creating And in the meantime, we're going to um, get started with this. All righty. Are y'all happy today? I have seen him do some marvelous and wonderful things in my life. And I that thing is, is feeding back. Is it bothering you guys? I know it's bothering me a little bit. She's going to fix it in just a minute. Um, Daki, good to have you on, Vanessa. Okay, how's that? Good to have you on, Shannon. Uh, all righty. So, Deb, I don't know if you saw, but we had a giveaway today. We gave away 10 CDs for the first 10 people to get on. So we um, <clears throat> we gave away 10 Christmas CDs today. Cool. So she has the Christmas CD. Wish your favorite song on the CD. Cool. They... Wish your favorite I love one. it. Wish your favorite song. Huh? Of all... Oh, the... um. The, the title, the, the, the title uh, of the CD. Blessed yes, Messiah. Yes, Blessed My Messiah. Farrah actually wrote I love that song. Um, so, y'all got it. If you don't have the Christmas CD, now's the time to get it. Christmas coming up. Got to get in that holiday mood and get some good anointed Christmas music. Amen. <laughs> All right. And it sounds like huh? Christmas music. 
And it sounds like Christmas music, unlike some of the Christmas music we have today. <laughs> well, I'm going to open up in prayer, and then I'm going to read from our scripture for today. Um, and then we'll get into the discussion of forgiveness already. And Deb, if you can keep up with any questions that anybody has um, while I'm going, just let me know if there's a question that I didn't catch. All right. All right. Father God, we thank you this morning for this chance to just come together for this, this short Bible study. And I ask that um, you will be done and anything that is said is come straight from you today that somebody would be helped and, and changed this morning. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So <clears throat> I'm going to read today from Ephesians, <clears throat> excuse me, the fourth chapter. I'm going to skip around, but I'm going to start with um, the 25th verse of the fourth chapter. Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one in, to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. And then um, the 29th verse says, no foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. And don't grieve the whole, God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you along with all malice and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another just as God has forgiven you in Christ. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. So I read all of those different um, verses because it all ties into forgiveness. Because a lot of times when you're walking with a bitter heart, um, what's going to come out is anger and bitterness. Whatever's in there, if love is in there, if joy and peace is in there, that's what's going to come out. When anger and unforgiveness and bitterness is there, we tend to spew that out to people. We don't even realize it, that every word is kind of laced with that anger and bitterness and things. And so God really <clears throat> wanted to focus on that um, when he says, be angry. Well, he says, you can be angry because that's a human uh, reaction to things. But he says, don't sin. There's a, a way to be angry and take it to the Lord and say, Father God, I'm, um, I am really angry about this situation and I don't want to deal with this. Um, and God will help us to walk through those situations. And then um, I love the part where it says, don't give the devil an opportunity. A lot of times when we're upset and someone legitimately hurt us or angered us, we have a choice at that moment to give the devil an opportunity to come in and take a situation um, to levels that it doesn't need to go to. It could be, you can take a glass of water and put that, wa that fire out immediately, or you could throw gasoline on it and have a roaring fire and, and burn everything down. So, um, and Deb, I'm gonna give you a chance to go back and hit some of these things. I just wanna hit these scriptures real quick. 
So we don't want to give the devil an opportunity to come in and cause our anger and our unforgiveness to grow um, out of control. And then in verse 29, it says, no foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need. Foul language is not just curse words. <laughs> foul language is negative mm -hmm. um, words that are tearing people down. That is um, tearing down, you know, your, your brother in church or, you know, a, a fellow Christian or, or someone in the world that you may not even know who they are and you're tearing them down. That is foul language because it is not uplifting. It's not um, profitable. You know, God's not in it at all. So those things are foul language. That's it's right. not just curse words. <laughs> People need to understand that one. Um, and then as we go down, let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed along with all malice and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving as God forgave us. These are the things that God is requiring. He's not suggesting, he's requiring us to do these things. And then chapter five, verse one says, therefore be imitators of God. If we're imitators of God, we are being a Christian. We are doing what God has want, wants us to do. And by being an imitator of God, we are walking in love as Christ has loved us and gave himself as a sacrificial offering. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so there's a whole lot in here that, you know, is going to help us with dealing with the unforgiveness that we have in our heart. And um, if we just follow God's word, we will find that we will be able to find a, a, a manual. It's a manual that shows us step by step how to deal with those things. I'm going to give you a chance to say something, Deb, because I know I would boop. <laughs> no, that was great. Um, you said a mouthful. Mm -hmm. The scriptures say a mouthful. Um, I think what comes to mind a lot of times is like the what ifs. You know, as soon as you say, you know, we um, have to walk in forgiveness, you have the what mm -hmm. ifs. You know, what if, you know, they hurt one of your children? What if they, you know, killed somebody you loved? What if? What if, um, but God knew that when the scriptures were written. And I don't think you're saying that it's an easy road because it's not, um, but it's easier um, to just hate and continue to bad mouth. And, but the, the point of it too, is that a lot of times that anger that we hold against a person doesn't hurt the person. It hurts us and it hurts the other ones that we love. Because a lot of times it's, it's like you say, you open your mouth and kind of throw up and all this, this person did was accidentally step on our toe. And now we've just disintegrated them with our mouths um, because of the anger and not realize that mm -hmm. that's where it's coming from. Um, as a parent, I realized that um, uh, a lot of the anger issues that I had, that I thought that I didn't have, um, I would just respond to my kids just so, you know, angrily, you know, over small little things. And it wasn't until I began to come face to face with the fact that you have bitterness and anger in your heart and you're allowing it to fester and it's grown root 
and now it's yes. beginning to bring the fruit. Now, that's why I chose Joseph as our model today. Because Joseph, all these things mm -hmm. that you kind of hit on, Joseph dealt with a lot of that. Joseph was, you know, a favored son by dad. And of course, the brothers were angry and, and uh, jealous and all these different things. And so most of us know the story of, you know, Joseph went to check on his brothers. His brothers got him, stripped him of his, you know, his uh, robe and threw him in the pit and then sold him into to slavery. Joseph had every opportunity to allow unforgiveness to take root in his heart and his life. He had every opportunity to allow the anger and the bitterness. And he had a legitimate reason to feel that way because mm -hmm. his own blood brothers mm -hmm. threw him in a pit and was going to kill him. <laughs> and it's like, how would you feel if you knew that That's your right. brothers hated you so much they wanted to kill you? Yeah. But then they didn't kill you. Instead, they did something else, gave you a life sentence to be a slave to somebody else, took every right that you had away. Because Joseph now, he was no longer his own. He was a slave to whoever owned him. And then now he had to do whatever they said. But God showed us in the word that he was with Joseph every step of the way. And this is how I know Joseph lived mm -hmm. a walk of forgiveness is because the Bible says that if we cannot forgive, God cannot forgive us, right? In the book of Joseph, book of Joseph, in the book of Joseph. Writing a new book, are you? When it talks about Joseph, it constantly says, and God was with Joseph, and God was with Joseph. And so mm -hmm. when Joseph went into the house of Potiphar, it says, God was with Joseph. God gave Joseph this opportunity to be in a household with a man where he can make a difference in this man's life. And so he did. He, I mean, this man was getting wealthy and, and his household was running smoothly because of Joseph and because of God's hand on Joseph. And because Joseph was walking hand in hand in a relationship with God. If Joseph was still bitter and angry and carrying that around and letting that flow out of him, the hand of God would not have flowed into his work. So the boss knew this and saw this on him. And he knew Joseph, they were friends. And they knew one another intimately. You don't give somebody, you know, everything that you own except for your wife when you don't know them, right? You're not gonna trust somebody, just some mm -hmm. stranger. So he knew him intimately, he knew who he was. And he knew his wife. <laughs> and he knew his wife intimately, which means that he knew the type yeah. of person his wife was. So when his wife accused Joseph, he knew that Joseph was innocent, yet he sided with his wife. So Joseph had a reason to be angry, to be bitter, bitter, because here he was thrown in jail for something he didn't do. Something that was totally against his character that he would have never done, and here he is in jail. But then the Bible says God was with Joseph. And in that prison, he, again, was elevated because the anointing of God was on him because he had a relationship with God, because he walked with God. So now God's flowing into this prison and favor comes. And then he meets somebody who needs help. He helps him with this dream. 
that person says, I promise you when I get out, I'm going to tell the king about you. And two years, <laughs> two years, again, he had a reason to be angry and to be bitter, but yet he gave it over to God and said, you know, God, I don't know why, but I will trust you. And instead of wanting vengeance, he had trust. He did not give the enemy a place. And so then, of course, God, he comes through and he tells the king, he finally remembers, he gets to the kingdom and he's given all these things, all this authority. And now he is in a place that he can give, hand out vengeance without any questions asked. He can send soldiers to find his That's brothers. Right. He can send soldiers to find Potiphar and his wife, throw them both, have them killed if he wanted. He had that authority. He could take the guy who waited two years to tell about him. He could have said, you know what? It took you two years. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Felicia, as they say. <laughs> but yet he didn't. Right. You know? And the reason why I believe he didn't is because his relationship with God. He gave God that anger and that hurt and that bitterness and that God worked within his life. He put the fire out before the fire had a chance to attack him, right? And to burn things down. And so when his brothers came before him, he could have reacted. And if he was walking in unforgiveness, mm -hmm. who knows if that was you, you would have reacted <laughs> in that anger and that bitterness mm -hmm. immediately. Like, how dare you come up into here and, and want to get food for your family when I've been in slavery and I've done all these things and I've been hurt and I've been, no, he didn't say any of that. Instead, he wanted to see what kind of men they were. And when he had proved them, he brought them in. And then when his dad died and his brothers were like, oh no, this is it now. Dad's dead. Joe's going to kill us all. Instead, he said, I do not want to do you any harm, any pain. I love you. And he extended that hand of love. That's what God requires of us. And so it is possible. If a man can go through what Joseph went through and consistently walk in forgiveness. And I know it wasn't easy. That was a long walk to Egypt. <laughs> that was a long Absolutely. walk to Egypt. Now a long Absolutely. two years. Absolutely. Before he got to the uh, kingdom. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's, you know, it's not a quick, easy fix. But it is possible, and, and we see that in the Word of God. Go ahead, Deb. No, I also think um, there was another clue that showed us that the walk that he was making was not an easy one. And that was when he finally did um, face his brothers. The Bible said that he had to leave quickly, and he wept bitterly. I I sometimes feel that maybe he was he was having one of those moments like mm -hmm. Jesus had in the garden. You know, where maybe he wanted to be the one that, you know, get that vengeance, you know, but he knew I got to let this go. And sometimes when we have to walk away, when we have to let it go, when we have to let God do his work and be the just one, sometimes it's hard and we may weep bitterly. Um, I remember once going through something and I was going, um, somebody had just totally totally blatantly offended me and but it was one of those instances where I I just couldn't just set it set them straight it was one of those that and God had been dealing with me about it so I, I walked away and when I walked away I got in my car 
and I was going down the street screaming to the top of my lungs, die, <laughs> self, die. <laughs> because myself was rising up and it was wanting to handle business a certain way. And that was not the way of the yeah. Lord. <laughs> so I had to constantly tell my myself, self, you have to die to allow God to work and work it out, out of me, you know. And sometimes we have to do that. And I think, I think through all of his pain and suffering, I think he had those moments where he cried and wept bitterly before the Lord to say, God, you take this. I can't forgive that person. And sometimes we think we're supposed to do it within this flesh of ours. And we're not. We can't, we can't forgive with our flesh. It's only through the spirit of God forgiving through us. But we just have to be willing to allow that exactly. forgiveness to happen. Um, my husband and I went to um, Amsterdam to minister. And while we were there, we went to the Corrie ten Boom ho home in Harlem, um, Holland. And I was just so overwhelmed with the opportunity to walk through the house and, and to see the place where the, the people had, were hidden and, and all these things. And while I was on my way to Amsterdam, um, I read through the book, The Hiding Place, again, because I wanted to have a fresh look um, at what they went through and the whole story behind it. And so when I was there and I was walking through there, I could, I could see their faces. I could hear the conversations. I could experience it, you know, in hand, you know. So seeing what she went through and then reading yeah. um, the story of her life and then listening to her testimony, because you can find her testimony on YouTube, and listen to her talk, it, it just, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it just did something to me that the way she explained forgiveness. She talked about how after the war, after her family was dead because of being in the concentration camps and, and seeing her country destroyed and friends and family destroyed and relationships destroyed, um, she came face to face with one of the soldiers who had a hand in her sister um, dying mm -hmm. in that concentration camp. And that person had accepted Christ and she was not happy. You know, she's, she's a minister. She's traveling mm. and she's ministering and she's face to face with someone who had was so cruel, but had found Christ. And it's like in yourself, it's like, you don't want them to have that, that freedom of what Christ gives because you feel like they should be right. suffering, not having Christ freedom, you yes. know? And so it overwhelmed yes. her and, and the guy walked up and wanted to touch her hand and, and hang, uh, shake her hand. And she said that she had to pray in that moment, God, I cannot love him and I cannot forgive him within myself. Mm -hmm. You are going to have to do it. And she said, as she reached her hand out to shake his hand, she felt the Holy Spirit go through her and love him and forgive him. Mm -hmm because she was not capable. And that's when I realized that's what God did within me. I had no capability mm -hmm. of loving yeah. or forgiving. That's right. Me and myself and my flesh, I don't have that ability. But with God and that's with right. the Holy Spirit flowing through me, I can do all things through Christ. 
because he's the one that strengthens me. So I can love the unlovable. I can <laughs> forgive the unforgivable with Christ. And that's where the key is because people forget we can't do it. No, you can't forget. Mm -hmm. You can't. Mm -mm. It's impossible. But with God, right. all things are, are possible and you can do it. And when you have that key of Christ, you can do it. Yes. I, I was thinking about the recent story where the young man forgave the woman who killed her brother in his apartment recently and how he sat on the stand telling her, I forgive oh, I you and asked her if she could, could he hug her? Now, there was a lot of rhetoric, you know, from people saying, oh, look, now, you know, the church is producing wimp, you know, wimpy Christians, you know. And I was thinking it, it took more, it more God in him to, to do that. And if you saw when he was talking, he was literally shaking and quivering. And he was quivering because it's not natural. It's not natural to forgive someone who took the life of your brother. It's not natural. But he wasn't walking in the natural. He was walking in the spiritual. He was walking out God's word. And it took so much courage and so much strength. And it took the power of the Holy Spirit for him to be able to hold that woman in his arms. And we saw the effect of it on her. Her life will never be the same yeah. from that point. It will never be the same to experience God's and, love in and that And my moment. kid's doctor did the same thing. When they were coming up there, a pediatrician, his daughter was killed by two teenagers who threw a brick over the inner overpass through the windshield and it killed her instantly and in the courtroom he told the kids that he forgave them asked the court to give them lenience because this is something they had to live with for the rest of their life and also asked the court to find some way to help them to take that that knowledge of what they did to put it into constructive um, things in their life and mm -hmm. then he told them that because of the love of Christ that's why he loved them and was going to um, forgive them. So that's where this word comes in when it says that don't let any foul language come out of your mouth. He could have told mm -hmm. them you are mm -hmm. two worthless teenagers and I hope you rot in jail because you killed my daughter. You killed the seed that was within her. I won't have any grandchildren from her because of you. I mean, there's all kind of things he could have said, but instead, he let Christ speak through him and he gave out love and he walked as God walks and walked in love. And that's where he did not give the enemy a place to come in and destroy not only his life and his family's life, but those kids' lives and their families' lives by speaking love and speaking life into them. So God wants to do the same thing for you today he wants you to take whatever situations it is that you're dealing with whatever pain um whether it's an abuse that you've gone through in your marriage or in your life as a child or as a teenager a, a rape date rape whatever it is um if someone murdered someone in your family if someone has been stabbing you in the back at work and causing you to lose your your um promotions, if it's racial unforgiveness, where you feel like every time you turn around, you're losing a promotion because of the color of your skin, 
or because you're the only white person in the black community and, and they're looking down on you because you're white, whatever it is. God wants us to walk in love, walk in forgiveness. And he wants what comes out of our mouth to be love so that we don't give the enemy a place. And then you will see that as you're walking in God's word, he will, through the Holy Spirit, show you how to forgive, help you walk each step as you go. You may take two steps forward and five steps backwards, but as long as you go back forward, mm -hmm. you will eventually see a work that God's done in your life. I'm a witness. My sister's a witness. All of us have gone through something, <laughs> <laughs> something that, um, and you're going to continue to go through something because everybody's dealing with something in your life, whether it's at work, a family member, whatever. Um, we're all dealing with some type of unforgiveness. But when you put the fire out immediately, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. You wonder why your marriages are failing. Unforgiveness could be the root of it. Letting every little thing that's said, every little thing that's done, instead of putting the fire out immediately, letting it brew, letting it fester, letting it grow. And then the next thing happens because that one's not there and it just keeps building and building and building. Before you know it, there's a wall between you and your spouse because of little things that just started to add up and add up because you didn't deal with the root at the beginning. Cut the root off, right? <laughs> okay. Right. Do we have any questions? Anybody uh, ask any questions? And I don't see, I can't, I got a lot of uh, things. Do you see any, Deb? No, I haven't uh, seen any come across. A lot of hallelujahs and thank you, Lord. All right. Well, um, Deb, you have any last words before I pray? And matter of fact, I'm going to let you pray and, and close off yeah. with, with prayer. Okay. If you have any last words. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, um, I was, you know, caught by the you know, closing statements about um, the two steps forward, three <laughs> steps forward, five steps backwards. Uh, for, yeah, forgiveness is, it's not a, you know, we think we say, Lord, forgive, I forgive them and we walk away and everything's going to be peachy cream and we're going to run and hug and kiss, you know, the old Brady Bunch stories, you know, but a lot of times it doesn't happen that way. Sometimes there will be uh, where the person who has injured you will come back and ask forgiveness. But there will be those who will never say, I'm never sorry, never it. come back. But that's right. So we have to realize that it's not about them saying they're sorry. It's not about them. It's about us and God and keeping this clear. So whenever that feeling comes up where you want to hold it, you know, visualize it and, and say to God, Father, I've already forgiven. Just take this away. You know, we could tell the enemy, sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry, Charlie. I've already forgiven and I'm, I refuse to take it back. And it has to be a discipline because if you, if you entertain that thought, you will allow a root to get back down in there and begin to spring up again. And so you have to do that on a consistent basis. It's a, um, it's a maintenance that you make. And, and what, what you'll see will happen is that thing that's in your face where you're always making decisions and your moves are based on this thing in front of your face, eventually 
you know, it's back here. Not that you've forgotten because our brains are like tape recorders, but it no longer matters. It's not to the first, the front of your um, thoughts. It's not the first thing you think of every time. <laughs> yep, here it is again. So, you know, we have to, to maintain that uh, freshness with Christ and allow him to do the work. And when we feel that pressure, Father, do the work in me. Father, do the work in me. Father, do the work in me. And he will do it. He will do it. So, okay. So I will pray. Father, you know those who are on today, Lord, you know what they're dealing with. From the smallest to the largest, they're all the same to you. And so, Father, we just pray that you will just begin to give them wisdom, God, to know what it is when that root wants to take uh, root down in that spirit, Father, we pray that you will just cut it off at the root. Father, we just pray that you will just encourage each one to just stay fresh between you and us, God. That anything that's in our heart that's not like you, that you're willing to take it and that you're willing to love and forgive through us as long as we're a vessel. So, Father, cause us to be a vessel, a vessel of honor, a vessel that give you, that will give you praise and glory, and a vessel that will share the love of Jesus with others. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about BJ Ministries, you can go to www.bjministries.com. We look forward to being with you again next week.